Hey guys, welcome back. <laughs> Sorry guys, I just cracked myself up. I felt like I was um, in one of those cheesy sitcoms back in the day. I don't know why I introduced the episode this way, but welcome back guys. This is episode Oh, what number are we on? 33? Jeez. Yeah, episode 33. Uh, We will be... I have no um, title for this episode. We're just going to be freestyling. I hope that you guys are down for that. Just my random thoughts on love, dating, and relationships. Um, So yeah, if you're interested on my random ass thoughts this week, stay tuned. So, on to random thoughts. Um, so, on TikTok, uh, there's this trend that's taking off. And it's people, mostly girls, um, sharing their stories of them doing something absolutely ridiculous for the sake of a guy being in love or in a relationship, and, you know, looking at some of their posts, it's just cringe fast, and some of these girls are, you know, teenagers, um, you can kind of understand that mentality back then as a teenager, you know, you really like a guy, and you're trying to do everything to keep him, but there was one that was just absolutely mind-boggling to me because even at that age, my pride would never let me. Um, And at this big old age, my pride still wouldn't let me do this. But this girl decided to share, and I'm going to read it out to you guys because not only is it baffling, what happens after (laughs) is not surprising, but... Anyways, let me just read it for you guys. She said, when I found out my boyfriend was cheating on me, instead of breaking up with him, he had me and the other girl give speeches on why he should stay with either of us. First of all, the audacity. (laughs) The audacity, the cheek of it all. This is absolutely crazy. And when he chose me, so not only is did he have the audacity to ask them to write speeches, but they actually went through with it <laughs> and he chose her. Okay. I took him out to dinner <laughs> and got him thank you presents. Okay, let's let's just Oh, let's just all catch our breath here because I had to reread what I what I saw because it just wasn't, it just wasn't making sense for me. Two plus two was not equaling four at this moment in time. And I just thought the low self-esteem, it, the, the low self-worth, the wanting to be accepted, wanting to be desired, the attention of a male gaze is, is wild. For the fact is that, number one, 
a boy, a man can disrespect you by cheating. Instead of taking accountability for his actions, he then requires you to write an essay to prove to him your love and affection that he clearly does not show or bestow to you. And not only do you go there, you sit down in your bedroom and you rack your brain on how this man deserves to be with you than the girl that he cheated on. After he chooses you, (laughs) because I mean, (laughs) you're pitiful. Um, You then use your own money to take him out to eat and then buy him thank you gifts that he chose you after he cheated on you. (laughs) Wow. 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 (laughs) My goodness. (laughs) I feel like I want to put that gift that goes, my God. (laughs) Because, wow. If this was my sister and she was telling me, yo, I would have, yo, the way that I would have embarrassed her, the way that I would have just spoken to her to get common sense back into that brain of hers is crazy. And that's shocking because I know some people who would get cheated on by a guy and instead of that guy taking accountability of what he did he would then flip it onto the other person and make that person feel like shit and then not only would he make them feel like shit then they are now chasing after him and the mind fuckery of it all and the manipulation of it all, and then deceit, and the tactics, is just, it's absolutely appalling. So I saw that, and I was like, oh my goodness, I just can't believe in this day and age that that would happen. I mean, just me, myself, and I, I couldn't. What makes this worse is that there was a follow-up. And the follow-up was, not only did she lower herself and begged for this man to come back after cheating on her, he continued to cheat on her, no surprise there, seven more times that she knew of. And at this time, point in time, I wouldn't be surprised. This man cheated on you. Instead of you ditching him, instead of him apologizing, he asked you to validate why you should be in his life. And you thought after doing all that, that this man will not cheat. You literally gave this man a green light to do whatever the fuck he wanted to do. Complete total disregard to you, your feelings, your emotions. And you green-lighted him to do that. And 
it's absolutely, it's just shocking to me that sometimes we want relationships so bad or we want to be with someone so bad that we're willing to disregard how we're feeling and what we want for the sake of the other person. And I have a really difficult time um, coming to terms with that. I really do. Um, I don't know whether it's because I'm older. Life has taught me so many lessons. Um, I will definitely put my hands up and say that a large majority of my 20s, I was very naive, (laughs) very, you know, wide-eyed and what behind the ears in regards to love, dating, relationships because I had the idea that how I thought things were because I was acting in a place of honesty and transparency um, and truth and all of these different things. I just automatically thought that that's what was going to be reciprocated and that's how people are because I'm that way. And <laughs> life taught me, no, Jennifer, <laughs> that's not the case at all. Um, and I think after, you know, many of those unfortunate lessons, <laughs> I just realized like raw, like, Sometimes in this life, you know, you have to be selfish. You have to look out for yourself. You should not overextend yourself for the sake of love. And I feel like if something is not working out for you and it's not benefiting you and adding value to you, why stay? And I think a lot of the times is, you know, we stay for reasons outside of what we want, right? We stay because, you know, we don't want, you know, the backlash that we might get from, pub, you know, the public, friends, family, you know, we're staying because, you know, of image, we're staying because, you know, we are, um, are lonely, we want to be in a relationship, you know, we don't like being single, you know, we're staying because maybe we have businesses together, you know, we have a lot of things that we're invested in financially um, that will be hard to separate from. There's a plethora of things that keeps people bound to things that no longer serve them. And I just think we should normalize being in positions where we say, this is not working out for me. I got to go. Gots to go. And listen, when I say this, this is not to say, oh, you know, we got in an argument. Oh my God, I can't do this. Bye. Adios. Out of here. Hasta luego. <laughs> no, I'm not saying that because listen, When you're in a situation or when you're in a relationship or when you're dating, there's going to be things that irritate you, annoy you about somebody else. And, and if, 
you know, some of those things can be worked through. Okay. So I don't want anyone over here saying, oh, Jennifer's advocating, you know, to ditch things and relationships. And I'm not saying any of that. What I'm saying is if something is no longer serving you, you don't have to stay. (laughs) That's all I'm saying. If you're being cheated on and you're being disrespected, You don't have to stay. You can go. Now listen, I honestly believe that there is somebody for someone. Sometimes I feel like there's multiple people for someone. (laughs) Like I feel like there's multiple people that come into your life and, you know, it may be good for you for a shed ton of reasons, right? But I genuinely believe like there is somebody or there is that relationship that you get in and irregardless of how difficult it is, that person is good for you. Like at the end of the day, you can be like, oh my God, like I fucking hate your gut sometimes, but I like you. And on top of that, I love you. I may not be in love with you at this moment, but I love you. Like it's deeper than the sex is deeper than, you know superficial things and those relationships that I go yes green light check okay work through it pressure through it whatever you pray through it fast through it love through it fight through it sex through it whatever it is that you have to do I get it that makes sense now there's certain other relationships that you go "Mm, nah There's nothing here. If we peel back all of the things that are keeping us bound together, what do we have? And once you peel off those layers and you realize there's nothing really of substance, of true foundation, then I honestly feel like in those times, you should let go. And people should be like, it sucks but we're here for you and we want you to find somebody or be in a situation that is good for you, that it will add value to your life later on down the line. It may not seem like it now, but it will do. And you will find that person that despite everything else, even the fights, the quarrels, whatever it is, the the disagreements, the, you know, the life challenges that comes, you too will get through it because you two are good together. And I feel like from youth, especially as women, when it's told to us about, you know, being in relationships or finding somebody and it's always like, you know, find somebody who, you know, who you can do this for, who can protect you, who can provide for you, you know, all of these good stuff and That's very valid, very valid, but nobody really talks about like the heart stuff, like be with somebody who is your friend, be with someone who, you know, has, you know, mutual interest with you and who can do this and who can do that outside of, you know, being a provider and a protector, like all of the stuff that at the end of the day still is essential 
for a great relationships. And I think sometimes when people feel like they're connecting with someone and then they get cheated on, for instance, they always put it back on themselves, right? Like, what did I do? And a lot of times is you didn't do anything. The person wasn't ready for a relationship. The person's selfish. The person has things that they're dealing with. Or if you did play a factor in that, the person, you know, instead of coming to you and trying to work through it, decided that, you know, they wanted to do their own thing. And listen, it's free will, You can do whatever you like. Just know that there's going to be consequences. But if you do not provide the consequence (laughs) to a person who's disrespected you, don't be surprised when they continue to do it. That's all I'm saying. Don't be surprised. And that's why I say, before it even reaches that point, leave something that no longer serves you. And that's on either party. If it's the woman in the relationship that's being cheated on or if it's the guy that's about to cheat on their partner and vice versa, you know, it's not only men that cheat, women cheat too. But just for the sake of this example that I shared with you guys, it's just easier to leave a situation that no longer serves you. And it's okay to vocalize that. I feel like a lot of times we don't vocalize how we truly feel about something. And I understand sometimes you get pressure not to from outside sources. So that's understandable. I think that's why people do cheat and do do all these things because they can't truly honestly share how they feel either with the person that they're with or just with others. And they rather do what they truly feel like doing and just say, hey, If I get caught out, I get caught out. (laughs) Now, the guy had the cheek to say, write me an essay. You know, I wouldn't... She's better than me. That's all I have to say. I would not write an essay on a guy who cheated on me to tell him why he should choose me. If you cannot see all of this goodness, (laughs) I'm like waving my hands around like you guys can literally see what I'm doing. (laughs) If you guys cannot see... The goodness in me, if you were dating me or if you were in a relationship with me and you decided to cheat, like, my dude. Bye. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) And that is the energy that I am on at this stage of my life. I literally am at this stage of my life. Like, I just don't have the energy. (laughs) I don't have the energy. I really don't. Life is literally too short with everything that is going on in this world right now. The last thing I want to stress about is the matters of the heart. That is the last thing I want to stress about. That's the one thing that should be making me happy, making me feel content, making me feel at peace, making me feel loved and reassured. And if I don't have that in my life, Listen, you're not about to stress me, you know. <laughs> you are not about to stress me. Life is stressful enough. <laughs> Life is stressful enough. And I just think that 
You know, I think everyone is looking for the same thing. And I think we don't know how to go about it the right way. And the reason why I say this, and I'm moved on now onto another rant. <laughs> Sorry, guys. My mind is just, whoop. I'm just literally just having, yeah, a brain dump of all my thoughts. Um, I've been on Clubhouse. And Clubhouse is such a toxic and interesting space. And um, I was in a room last night and there was two things that was kicking off. I'll talk about the first room and then I'll go into the second room. So the first room was about being flowed out and... Anybody who doesn't know about being flowed out or flown out or flewed out or whatever you want to, however you want to coin it. Um, this girl had been talking to this guy on Clubhouse. <laughs> I guess Clubhouse is now a little a dating thing. People are linking up in the DMs or whatever. Anyway, she met this guy on there. They were chatting. He seemed super interested in her she decided to go and visit him. Well, she went and visited him and I guess expectations were not met on her end because she felt like he wasn't paying her any attention. He was very involved in his phone. I mean, I would be upset if I came to see a guy and he was on his phone constantly and acting as if he wasn't interested in being around me or his attention was elsewhere or whatever the case is. I just feel, number one, that's rude. It's very rude. And number two, it I could be at home. You asked me to come. Obviously, you showed interest. I'm returning the interest. And I get there and you're not, you're not giving me the same energy as when I was back home. So I could understand why she was confused. Anyways, the the real drama happened is he had, um, she wasn't aware that he had a roommate. She thought that he lived on his own, but she he had a roommate. And then I think the roommate had an issue of her being there or something. I, that's my understanding. And then on top of that, he had, um, a neighbor who invited them to hang out and chill. And I think that because this guy was not showing interest and what she says is that the neighbor seemed pretty cool and he seemed quite open and they had really good banter and conversation. She felt comfortable staying with him because the guy that she came to see wasn't paying her any attention. So she ended up hanging out with the neighbor. <sighs> I mean, for me personally, I she lived an hour away from the guy. I would have just went back home if I was just going to be completely honest with you. If I was in her shoes, I would have gone back home. Anyways, she ended up staying with the neighbor. He got upset because now her attention is with another guy, not him, and it's alleged that um, 
she slept with the neighbor after she slept with him. Listen, the fact is, <laughs> the fact is that all of this was playing out on Clubhouse. Both of them were in that particular room going back and forth about what happened on Clubhouse in a room full of strangers. And I realized I was sat here listening. Don't know these two from anywhere. If you were to ask me, who are these people? I have no fucking clue. If you were to ask me, could you point them out in a lineup? No clue. Wouldn't be able to do it. But there was a thousand of us in that room listening to two people go back and forth about a situation that happens. And all I thought to myself was, wow. Us as humans, we really do want to connect with people. We truly do want to connect with people. We crave that. Whether we deny it or not. Whether we want a relationship or not. We crave intimacy. We crave companionship. Some people, companionship is, you know, sleeping with multiple people at the same time. Having a roster of people on their list. One they can text. One they can call. One they FaceTime. One they sex. One they go on dates with. Listen, whatever that package comes up to you, you want intimacy. You want companionship. We all do. But what bothers me is that when it's presented to us, a lot of us fumble the bag because we don't know how to communicate. And I see this all the time. And something that could be so small and minor that could just be addressed head on. Hey, I'm a bit disappointed that I came out here and I honestly feel like, you know, you're on your phone and it just makes me feel as if I'm not wanted or, and I might be mistaken, but that's how I'm feeling. What do you think about the situation? Do you, do you see that dialogue? No, that doesn't happen because that requires a level of vulnerability that a lot of people are not willing to give. And that bothers me. You can fly out to see somebody. And be vulnerable by sharing your body with them. But you can't be vulnerable about sharing how you feel in the present moment about something. And this is vice versa. It's not only on the girl. I'm talking about the guy as well. And so what we have is two people who are feeling some way about the situation. Don't feel comfortable to have that discourse and have that conversation. And yet, what happens? People become petty. There's a lot of passive-aggressive stuff that is taking place that escalates the situation, right? Not de-escalates, escalates the situation. Then you get to the point where now, okay, you're, com- you're coming for me, I'm coming for you. You're trying to hurt me, I'm going to hurt you. And then now this back-and-forth situation has now escalated, has erupted. Feelings are hurt on both ends. His part, her part. People feel embarrassed, feel stupid, feel hurt, whatever that emotion and feeling is. And then now they want to have that conversation on Clubhouse. 
instead of having it in the privacy of that man's place. But now they are they want an audience to help facilitate because they had moderators and they were facilitating the conversation. And I just thought to myself, wow, all of this could truly have been avoided if we know how to speak to one another and to be honest about what we're feeling. Not in a brutal and disgusting and nasty way to purpose oh, I can't even speak to purposely hurt somebody. You know? But saying, hey, this thing that's happened here has really hurt my feelings. And I feel hurt because X, Y, and Z. And yet, we don't get to that point. I, I unintentionally, listen, I held my hands up. I, I unintentionally hurt somebody. My intention was never to do that. My thought process was completely different. I hadn't seen it that way. Because I know my intentions was never to hurt that person. But I ended up doing that anyways. And I was trying to explain myself. But at that, per- at that time, that person's feelings and hurt was overwhelmed them. To the point that they couldn't even hear what I was saying. They couldn't hear. So me trying to de-escalate a situation through communication wasn't re- wasn't received. Because that person wasn't open to hear because they were hurt at that time and moment. And sometimes I'm not saying conversations all need to happen in one place and one go. But it still needs to happen. Because something that could have been perceived one way could have then been resolved through dialogue to say, hey, listen, you know what? Actually, hey, sorry that I'm on my phone. You know, it might seem like I'm not interested, but I'm really, you know, I'm just really nervous or, you know, I'm really anxious or whatever the case is. Sorry, I wasn't aware that I was doing that. Let me put my phone down. So sorry. And that's all it took, but it never got to that point because... In that moment in time, she was feeling some type of way and didn't voice it. He was feeling some type of way and didn't voice it. And then now that the situation is done and dusted, now he wants to share his side of the story and she wants to share her side of the story. And nobody's at fault. Nobody wants to take responsibility. Nobody wants, no, 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 it's not me. It's him, it's the end and all. We're all sat here spectating and watching these two go back and forth about each other and throw low blows and petty comments. And I just thought, wow, how many of us do that? How many of us find ourselves in situations where Something could be talked through. And instead of talking through, we get in our heads. We feel some type of way. And it might be justified. Or it might be irrational. But we feel some type of way. And instead of saying, hey, this is how I'm feeling. This is what hurts me. This is what I'm confused about. This is what I don't understand. Can you please explain to me 
Can you please share? We don't do that. We expect that person to do it, but we don't speak it. And if that person doesn't do it, because probably doesn't come front to mind, or they might be in their own feelings and thoughts, expecting you to do the same for them, then we're met with tension, we're met with hostility, anger, judgment, hurt, pain. And that then taints us moving forward, you know? And it's just sad. It's sad to see, sad to witness, and sad to be a part of, you know? It's sad. It's sad to see that in this generation, we're all wanting the same things. But the disconnect sometimes is just unreal. And, you know, with the rise of technology and social media, I feel like the art of conversation is slowly diminishing. And I remember the days when you know, I would rush home to talk on the phone. And obviously, yeah, at the time AOL came out, so you had your AIM, so instant messenger, you had MSN, you had your chat rooms, and you did all that stuff. But it took a while to, to get on the internet. You had to dial up, and then you had to make sure, you know, no one was on the phone so they wouldn't disconnect your internet. Shout out to all my 80 babies, <laughs> 80s and early 90s baby who know all about that, you know, and we didn't have smartphones. We didn't have mobile phones. So to speak to people, you really had to make an effort. And nowadays you really don't have to make an effort. Like some people's first conversation is literally text messages or if you never met this person um, face to face, you're either sliding in the DMs, um, or you're on a dating app, um, and you're sending a message that way. So just having that formal conversation of, you know, face to face interaction and, and conversing. And I feel like that's slowly diminishing. Yes. Like once you get to the point where you can go, you know, on dates and stuff that happens. But even then, some people are face-to-face and don't even know what to say. They're struggling, right? They're struggling to carry conversation. They're struggling. And if you can't even do the basics of that, how can you then start to tackle areas that are a bit uncomfortable or a bit um, complex, such as emotions and feelings, right? And then also on top of that, layer it with having to now expose yourself, be vulnerable, right? Because we all come in like, oh no, I don't have any feelings. No, I'm, I'm, I'm emotionless. I'm a bad bitch and I'm a hot boy and all of this stuff. And I don't have feelings and I don't catch feelings. And I fuck off. Everyone catches feelings. Okay, everyone has feelings, but we all deny these things because we want to look hard. We want to look, you know, we don't want to be soft. We don't want to be open. We don't want to be vulnerable because, you know, we don't want to be taken advantage of. So instead of being open and, and saying, hey, I have feelings and I have all of this. No, I'm just this hard, solid person who has no feelings. I'm a fucking bot. I'm an android. I don't have a heart. I'm cold. <laughs> 
Yeah, you crying, you bitch. You know, if your feelings get hurt, and then you act out in a very immature, childish way, and then we hear about it on, on Clubhouse. But I thought you don't have feelings. Someone who doesn't have feelings doesn't respond, doesn't react. It doesn't bother them. But it bothers you because you care. So why don't we show that side of ourselves? Why can't we all just be freaking vulnerable with each other? As human beings, be compassionate. Care. Give a fuck. It's not that hard. And if you get hurt in the process, so be it. But if you find love in the process, how amazing is that? You find genuine connection with someone. How amazing is that? How amazing is that? (sighs) Guys, I don't know. My brain is all over the place. There's so much going on in this world right now. That requires compassion, that requires love, that requires communication, that requires accountability and transparency. Just basics. And yet we struggle. We struggle at that. So this week's lesson is... Let's work on being vulnerable, being open. When someone says, hey, how are you? If you're having a shit day, be like, you know what? I'm actually having a really shit day. Be vulnerable. If you really care about someone and you like them or you have a crush on them and you don't know, just say, hey, hey. I really enjoy talking to you. Hey, I really enjoy spending time with you. Hey, I really enjoy this about you. Hey, I really like this about you. Hey, put yourself out there. Be vulnerable. Start a dialogue. Create conversation. And see where it takes. And if you've been hurt or offended... Say, hey, that thing that you said, that thing that you did, yeah, that really hurt me. And that person might be like, you know what? I'm so sorry I hurt you. That was not my intentions. But I'm sorry that it came across that way. What can I do so you don't feel that way again? What can I do? To restore your trust, your faith, your whatever. And be open to listen. What about that? Why don't we do that? And see how that works out. Instead of all this cold, (coughs) heartless facade that we put up. Yeah. Anyways, guys, thank you so much for listening to me rant this week. 
I hope it was insightful <laughs> and I hope I wasn't just going on and on and on. But yeah, thank you guys for listening and I'll see you guys next week.